0: Hey, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bockevin, Chad Planbeck, and Steph Romanski.
1: Bus of protesters, they are convinced they're coming.
2: Yeah, see, that was a Freedom Rally thing I was talking about. Oh, okay. and so It's like, is, is, this a, is this a thing that's going on?
1: No. So. It, it's, okay. yeah. It, it, uh, I don't know. Uh, what I know is it's probably not a good idea to walk around with live ammunition just on the regular. You know, if, if you're not like a trained sure. military or, I don't know. Doesn't seem like yeah. a good idea, but what do I know?
2: <laughs> in these volatile times? Yeah. So, no, it sounds like a great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff.
1: We've started measuring time in Sam Rockwell's. <laughs> and the kids haven't been to school in a sixth of a Sam Rockwell. <laughs> and with that, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese, where real life is cult cinema. As cult cinema is frequently real life. I'm Mike. <laughs> Hey Mike, who's that other guy? And we are uh, we are joined. Steph is, is over the phone, but that is gonna be just fine. And we are also joined by a special guest. Uh, her name is Emmeline Bachhoven, she's my kid, and she saw the movie we're gonna talk about today. Say hi, Emeline. Hi. Hello! Hello. And I think this, Hi Emmeline! Hi Steph. <laughs> and I think this is gonna work because when Amblin was kind of in its in its um heyday. I don't know. I was probably about about my kid's age, maybe a little younger. Like Jurassic Jurassic Park came out in 93. And uh, before that, you know, was uh, kind of Spielberg's heyday with, you know, Poltergeist and and, uh, um, Close Encounters and some of those other movies. Chad, is that about where you were? I mean, you you remember growing up with kind of this whimsical Spielberg amblin type of stuff?
2: Oh,
1: yeah. You know, I started out
2: in kind of like Spielberg's nasty phase. You know, it was like Jaws and Close Encounters and, you know, Duel. And, uh, but, you know, and then like, you know, you get into the eighties and that's kind of was like, we're getting into my like prime sneaking into the theaters on a school permit going to see. So yeah, basically the same Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the reason I bring up Amblin is the movie we're talking about is free right now on Amazon prime. It's called, uh, the vast of night for some reason, the stupid movie will not, the title won't stick in my head. <laughs>
2: You keep wanting to say vast of the night. Yeah. But that's not right. It's I want to say vast
1: of, of nothing. Vast of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the thingy of what's it? No, okay. It's called The Vast of yeah. Night. It's free on Amazon Prime and all four of us watched it. And uh I'll tell you what, let's just go around the horn once and just kind of give initial reactions. Uh but um Chad, before we do that, do you wanna kinda of clue us in on the plot? What was this movie about?
2: Oh, well, just you know, short and simple and to the point, um, it's in a uh, small New Mexico town in the late 1950s. Um, strange things are going on on the night of the big basketball game where there are strange signals coming over the airwaves at our local radio station and over the telephone lines. And uh, the telephone operator is a young 16-year-old girl who sort of has a crush on the on the disc jockey at the radio station? I wasn't uh, sure so, if
1: it was a crush or not. I, th- I kind of thought it was just kind of like an admiration, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think I think it's a I crush because later time. you got crushed by yeah,
2: because later yeah, because later on when someone else is obviously crushing on Everett too, Faye gets all mad. Okay, and so so yeah, I would go with crush. So anyway, there's signals coming over the f- weird unearthly signals coming over the phone line. There's weird unearthly signals coming over the airwaves. And these two kind of team up and spend a harrowing night trying to figure out what what's the cause of it. And, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers yet. So, you know, that's basically the gist of the program.
1: Yeah, so if you if that sounds interesting to you, go watch it. Come listen to the podcast when we're done, because we're going to talk all about the movie. We're going to spoil it. So
2: Yeah, major spoilers ahead, I think.
1: Okay, so. and that's why I brought up Amblin, because it seems like those old 80s Spielberg movies to me. It was very much of a piece with that, sure. because there was some... Uh, because of the setting, because of the subject matter, and because there's some really great filmmaking in this movie, so let's go around the horn real quick and just kind of tell what we, uh, whether or not we liked it, and just kind of some initial thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm for it. I think this is this was a really great find. I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, man, it it just went right by. You know, an hour and a half just like that. It was one of those movies that engaged really quickly. Steph, what do you think?
0: I agree completely. It was, I would call it a hidden gem um, that a lot of people might not know about because it did come out last year, so it's been out a while. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yep. I, I looked at IMDb, and um, it had a a really, like, uh, the, the cinematography in it was what held me the entire time. It was, the, like, the, the tracking shots, the... the the action happening in a longer period of time than you would expect it to happen. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you for yeah having me watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, very long edits. It. Yeah, very long edits, very long shots. You know, and,
1: well, very uh, long edits and shots and it was kinda of told almost in real time too. Which I thought was yes. a, yeah. a neat little
2: gimmick. So Yes. Okay. So you and, get like a ticking you got a ticking clock element to it yeah. a little bit too. Yeah, Emmeline, what so. did you think of it?
3: Um, I thought, am I loud now?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay,
3: I thought that I it was like super um aesthetically driven. You know, it had a lot of a lot of pretty pictures in it, and um, you know, the long shots really really held that kind of eerie vibe. Yeah. To it, so like uh, the the part where they're like talking to the old lady about her son and stuff that that was like a five minute uncut scene. Yeah. That didn't you know lose my attention. <laughs>
2: Which, which is pretty there's good. lots of yeah. There's lots of scenes like that because, like, think about you know the scene like with Faye at the switchboard where she just keeps going after call after call mm-hmm. after call, and then it just holds on it just forever. Yeah, you know. So there's this.
1: That was the thing that hit me. It's like there, there, there's a scene early on where uh, they're on the radio and they're talking to somebody who knows something about these sounds, and I kept flashing back to Quince's uh, speech in Jaws. You know, where, where Spielberg, right. Spielberg made the decision just to linger on Robert Shaw as long as you could. And that's kind of what they did. It's like you're hearing a phone call and they're just basically lingering over the characters as he tells yep. his whole story. You know, we're not flashing back. We're not coming forward. We're not doing anything like that. It's just very much in the moment, in the now, characters dealing with it. And I thought that was great.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's very, like, interwoven. And it's you just kind of get enraptured in it. You know, it's just these really long, slow takes. These guys just telling stories and the stories are just kind of so, so just, you know, south of weird that it's plausible and you buy it, you know. Yeah. And it's like if I had like one minor little beef with it, it's like, keep it small. Don't try to go big. You know, where the gals, the, the older ladies talking about, you know, the, the, you know, how her son was probably an alien uh-huh. and, you know, got take got taken home. You know, like they're trying to bring this whole thing. It's like they've been mind controlling us from the beginning, and you know they're causing wars, they're causing strife and everything. And it's like, it's like to me, it's like that's almost a little too big. It's just like keep it intimate, keep it small, just keep it in this small town. Just these, you know, these characters, you know, going through something, yes. you know. But you know, that's that's just that's just me. So,
1: absolutely. Okay, so the um. The, the other thing is that the movie is sort of framed in this weird way to where it's like a Twilight Zone episode, right? So, Correct. Right, so the first thing you see is they zoom in on an old TV and you're watching a show called something. What was it called? I don't remember. Like Paradox Theater. Paradox Thank Theater. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't have come up with it. And yeah, so basically you're watching an episode of Paradox Theater, which brings about the concept that they could do more of these, which I'm on board for.
2: But what did you think? Right, because, of- yeah, yeah, of course, the title of the episode was Vast of the Vast of Night. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's just so many layers. You just kind of keep... The what of what? Sorry, I can't
1: keep it in my head.
2: <laughs> I know, it's just like so many layers and you just kind of keep getting a little deeper with each uncovered nugget. And it's just like, it just really sucks you in. And I just loved it to death.
0: Yeah, yeah. So- I loved how they did that. Periodically throughout the whole movie, zoom back out on the TV and into black and white, and then right back into it. But you know, you weren't like zooming out into an audience watching it. You were just like, "This is a TV show." No, this is a TV show. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a great transition piece. You know, it's yep. a great idea. Yeah, it
0: wasn't just at the beginning. It was. It did it a few times
1: throughout the movie. Yep. And I like that. Yeah, they stuck with it. So let's talk characters real quick because this is basically a two person show. Right. Okay. We've got the one, yep. We've got the main guy, yep. the kind of radio dude who's fast talking. Everett. Who, yeah, Everett. Everett. Yep. Who just mm-hmm. talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. <laughs> and then you have Faye, the the sixteen year old who's kind of the linchpin in that she uh, is, you know, she knows the phone and she kind of helps put the pieces together, right? Yeah. So yep. they focused on the characters, which I thought was really cool. But it helped that they were good characters.
2: <laughs> right. And uh, I yeah, just. But what uh, happened to
1: that kid's trombone? <laughs> okay. This is worth dwelling on. So at one he's point, Everett takes a kid's trombone from him and then just hides it. And they ask him why, and he says something like, "Because he's
2: going to be looking for it." <laughs>
0: right, right. Because so, he needs
2: to have this done to him. Yeah. yeah, it's like I assume that kid's a turd. You know, I don't know exactly. I was like trying to follow that too. And I've I watched it like well, three like, times later. now.
1: Yeah.
0: They, later, they showed the band playing. Yeah, and he was And I'm there. like, where's the trombone? And okay, he just standing
1: up and <laughs> pretending to play. During, during, that, during that extended shot encompassing the entire town. Yeah. But, right. Yeah, what I liked about it was, like, the characters were big, but they weren't annoying, and you liked hanging out with them, and you cared about what happened to them at some point, you know? Yeah. Because they're yeah. only in peril for maybe one, you know, one fraction of the movie, but it's right? Yeah, it's cool that way.
2: No, I just liked how uh, uh, Faye uh, was, she's 16 years old, mm-hmm. and she's acting like a 16-year-old. You know, not. it's like she's trying to act like a little adult, but she's still obviously 16. Just in the way like she runs around, and the way she's like running the switchboard, mm-hmm. and just kind of the way she talks, and it's like it's just this right kind of precocious precociousness. That isn't like annoying, but it's it's endearing. That's what I, it's like. I don't think I've fallen in love with two characters faster in a movie since I don't know when. You yeah. know, just that whole opening. You know, it's just it's like it said. It just kind of starts and it just kind of. I don't know if the camera ever stops. You know, because it just kind of follows them around into the gym. As you know, because you hear that same story about the squirrel eating the yeah. wires <laughs> like six times. You know, as they're going in trying to, because, like, there's, like, weird electrical problems going on around town, too. You know, so you kind of got all the, the normal, like, UFO tropes going on. And, you know, it just... And, and that's what it's like in real life. Stories. Yeah, you
0: hear a story about 800 yeah. people tell you the same story. <laughs>
2: right, right. Like I said, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a great touch. And, it, like I said, it just feels like he got the small town mail you right if we want to get used a really fancy <laughs> word because it's like i've been to this town i come from this town i used to live in this town you know that kind of thing
0: you look like Oconto,
1: just, nebraska <laughs> right, right right well i saw a meme the other day that said um 16 year olds in real life and then netflix 16 year olds and it had like you know a 25 year old uh, buff model you know I mean? So, this is a yeah. actual 16-year-old. Exactly. So, Emmeline, did, did face strike you as a 16-year-old? As a 16-year-old yourself? Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. I, <laughs> I really liked her. I liked that she uh, uh, had her uh, hysterical moments, you know, instead of just being a through-and-through, uh, uh, one-sided, you know, person. Um,
1: yeah, she made mistakes. Yeah, yeah she
3: made mistakes. And yep. she was, she yep. had, like,
2: Excited about her little
3: science
2: magazines, that kind of thing. I like. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said yeah too, and I don't Can't like when things fall apart. Yeah, yeah, and like whatever she like freaks out, she takes off running. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah, this is the was great.
1: I thought her mom for a second was Flo from the uh, from the Progressive commercials. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like an uncredited cameo by Flo from the Progressive commercials, you know. Right. Yeah, the whole thing was a progressive.
2: no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, you got that you got that whole scene you know at the beginning, you know, we're introduced to these characters and we get to know them as they take a long walk from the gym yeah, to the to the telephone to the telephone operator place, you know. And that just works so well. And then of course then Everett has to go to work at the station, and that's kind of when the signals start, and you know, Faye gets a couple panic calls about there's something happening out. Out, just outside of town, something in the sky, you know, so we just keep getting these little hints, you know, going on. Of course, you know, if you've seen this kind of crap, it's like, okay, it's UFOs, obviously, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of sucks you in and you're, you're kind of invested because you like these characters what and you was, want to see where this goes.
1: Yeah, what was the name of that um, really old radio play you played for us that had the zombies? Uh, oh, 17. the Peoria Plague. Yeah, the Peoria Plague. Yeah, it kind of reminded me the hints of that
0: a little bit, you know, just the the, oh, sure. the kind of panic and the the stuff that we saw on that, yeah. Yep. yep. Can I yep.
2: can I jump in with a bit of trivia Do on that note? Absolutely, absolutely. Um,
0: the radio call six call letters for the radio station WOTW is an homage to War of the Worlds.
1: Oh, That's I- <laughs> oh. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Chad is writing that down. I thought that <laughs> was cool. I am writing yeah, that down. <laughs> that's what W-R-T happens then. when you think about a movie that you're making. Yeah, good mm-hmm. job, filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I heartily endorse that bit of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so, oh, that's and then cool. of course that. Yeah, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Well, no, I was going to move on to uh, yeah, to you know the, the plot a little bit, so you kind of meet these characters. Yeah. Something weird is happening, and then. Right about smack in the middle of the movie, you get this shot, and the shot starts. Where, where does it start? Because it ends in the radio station.
2: Oh, it's it starts, from- starts at the. It starts with the telephone yeah. operator. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So this shot, we've been trying to figure this out. So it's it's one one shot. It doesn't look like there are any cuts or any sneaky cuts in there, right? Starts at the right. at the telephone operator switchboard, goes all the way to the high school through the parking lot into the gym where they're pl- onto the basketball court where the big game is happening. Spins around, you get to see the band Sans trombone player, <laughs> and then rockets all the way over, <laughs> rockets all the way over to the uh, uh, to the radio. Uh, radio station. And I'm like, while it's going on, we're both kind of looking at each other. How did they do this? Because I thought it was drones. Yeah. I thought it was a drone shot.
3: But that like,
0: that would
1: be the would. better I uh, guess for my... I
0: I thought maybe Segway and a camera stabilizer, but... Yeah. Something.
1: I don't know, because it was sped up and... Dr- drone time. sounds better. I don't know
2: about A that. drone on a gimbal or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah,
1: cause, Go Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, they cover probably half a mile in the shot.
2: <laughs> I know. Like I was, like, looking at it, like, the third time I watched it, I was, like, real close to the TV, and I'm, like, going... Are you know like when they're outside? Like, is some of this like rendered? Is this CGI? You know, yeah. as the camera is is moving through the town. But it's like I do, I don't I doubt think... they so. had the budget. Right, right.
1: But they could buy a programmable drone, which is probably cheaper than the CGI that you would need to do that shot.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. So, but like I said, just just the timing of it to get. Because, you know, they're like the cheerleaders are doing the cartwheels and it moves to the cheerleaders and it moves to the game and it moves to the crowd, you know, and it's just I, it's like how. And because I know there's like there's one it's like we're it kind of adjusts to go through the gate. Yeah. You know, when it's cruising along the ground and it kind of gets to a fence and it kind of goes, whoops, it's got to go, go to the gate. And also, too, and it's like, are you thinking is like, is this is this an alien buzzing around looking around? <laughs> I don't know, you know.
1: It definitely yeah, but, uh, got that kind of. That's vibe a good going, point. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: All right. So, so yep. So the conspiracy gets deeper and deeper. Right there. There's obviously something going on. Uh, Faye starts Ready. to lose people on the switchboard. Uh, and then we get kind of our first main set piece where someone calls into uh, what's the main guy? Sorry. Everett. Everett's Everett. Everett's radio Everett. show, and tells a story about the government, which I think was kind of fun. yeah. And not to tie it into current events, but basically the guy's story is, um, I was black and brought on to do some stuff with some aliens because they didn't... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because uh, uh, they didn't think anyone would listen to me.
2: Right. So basically, yeah, he was on, like, several missions to essentially uh, clean up all the evidence of, like, downed UFOs.
1: Right. You know, they finding something. And because
2: and they, like... Because you know they have that that weird noise that's going on, and so Everett, perhaps not the wisest of moves, broadcasts that noise over over the airwaves. You know, and you know, in hindsight, that might not have been the best idea. Yeah. And then basically, this this older gentleman hears the broadcast, recognizes the sound as something he heard emanating from like the the, the, the wreck of this UFO, and then from there he kind of leaves like there's like more evidence because there were other people and you know they they find a tape right yep. they find like another magnetic tape that has the noise on it yeah in
1: the in the and library and that Faye knows how to sneak yeah. into which is a great character touch
2: <laughs> yeah yeah because they had to break in and get it that's right and uh and then that leads them um you know they keep losing like the phone call keeps dropping with with uh with uh, with the with the witness but then that leads them to another uh woman who wants to you know basically testify her own experiences mm-hmm. with these you know strange noises and, and that's stuff. a heck of a scene and that's it's another hell of a set piece where you know and that's another long take where it's basically just you as an audience sitting down and listening to someone tell a story on screen and yet you are riveted by this yeah or at least you should be. You know, I've heard, well, I guess we can get into that later, you know, about what some people are saying about the film. But, like I said, I was just, like I said, riveted and enthralled by it the whole way. Are
1: there some people that don't like this
2: movie? Uh, you mean they're yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, it's too slow. Aren't there nothing always? Nothing happens. Yeah, it's too slow and nothing happens. You know, people are just so used to that machine gun editing style. You know, where something the camera always has that has to be an edit like every six seconds.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and you just they just cannot slow down and engage with something like this. And 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 I implore people to, you know, calm down and just just let it let the film grab me take you by the hand and just go because there's a wonderful there's a wonderful experience here to be had mm-hmm. if you'll just, you know, pay attention. And sometimes that's
1: hard to do. Yeah. Well, Steph, your point was there are always people who aren't going to like movies, right? There are always (laughs) trolls. There are always trolls, no matter what. So I'm going to pitch it to Emmeline. So even though it was a slower thing, it still held your attention? Yeah. Uh, What about it? I mean, what was it that that made you say, okay, I'm going to sit up and pay attention to this instead of uh, on the phone or whatever?
3: Uh, I think it was like like fast paced, like the characters talked fast and the and the um, you know, plot moved kind of fast because they only had that ninety minute uh yeah. time frame, so they got all that in real quick, and I felt you know, uh, uh that it was it was, you know, helped my my interest in it.
1: Yeah, there was an urgency to the whole thing, but. Yeah, the, the the jokes from Everett came really quick, too.
2: Yeah, if you weren't paying attention.
1: Yeah. So, that brings us to the end of the movie. Yeah, that was,
2: a, yeah, sorry, that was another complaint. Well, it was just like a slight complaint, because I had a friend I recommended it to, and he watched it, and he was like, you know, for the first 20 minutes, he says, I couldn't understand a word anyone was saying. <laughs> you know, because you get that little bit of a drawl, and everybody's, it's like, it's like almost like a Robert Altman movie, where everybody's talking all at once, and everybody's mm-hmm. just like, and you're just trying to, like, pay it to, it's like, okay, what are they talking about now? You know, that kind of thing. And so, but again, well, it's like had, sense. The, You
0: know, some of them had 50s voice, too, you know, like, like how journalists and stuff from the 50s sound. Right. A little more. You know, you know that noise, that voice I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: From, from back in the
1: day. Yeah. Yep. My favorite was the. That that was hard to get into. Yeah. My favorite was the old lady uh, in that gym scene who you know didn't want to talk or didn't want any of this to be happening, but you know was eager to talk about the squirrel again. You know. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of the first moment that grabbed me, where it's like, okay, you got a fast talking guy. Okay, they got the small town right. It's like once they got the small town right, it's like, okay, I'm paying attention.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you also got that like weird slang. It's like we're making biscuits, you know, they're recording or whatever. Yeah. And it's like okay, yeah. and so, so okay, so anyway, so you get to you get to the old lady, and she's got a, yeah. a whale of a tale. You know, and uh, and you know, she starts a bit about you know talking about this this past incident, you know, of uh, you know back in the late eighteen hundreds where uh, a train basically coasted into town and it was empty and everybody assumed it, the Apaches did it. But, yeah. you know, maybe the aliens got them because there was like one lone survivor but then she was like saying this weird gibberish that she remembers to this day and then she disappeared or ran off. And so, because yeah, because when they first meet this, 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 this I just referred to as the crazy old cat lady but she doesn't have any cats. Yeah. You know, in this old house, she's like, she's like saying that weird Yep, you know that chant or whatever that is you know it's like over and over and over and uh, and then of course she tells the tale about her her, how's her, her son you know that she sort of had out uh, of wedlock or whatever which was a big no no so everybody thought you know she's uh, you yeah, know uh, kind of a pariah a little bit
1: yeah it's almost but, as if the marginalized people in that society weren't listened to or something
2: right right <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and the, you know, the, the baby was a little weird. And then she caught the baby like chanting the same, mm-hmm. the same, you know, weird, you know, dialect or speech or whatever. And then, you know, one dark and stormy night, the kid wandered out of the house and was never seen again. But she followed his footprints until his footprints like disappeared in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So like he had nowhere to go with up.
1: Quick, quick sidebar. You know. Did anyone else like? We were all yelling at our TV when the old lady called and said, uh, um, I'll tell you my story, but only at my house. You have to come to me. And we're all like, no, don't, <laughs> don't go, go to the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but they did and it turned out fine.
2: Right. And, yeah. And it's like in every, you know, um, that, you know, talking to the, the, the older, the older black guy over the phone, you know, they determine you know, this, this, they were like tracking this noise and they heard it again and they were hearing it, you know, thousands of feet in the sky. And it's like, this is before Sputnik, you know, way before Sputnik. So something else is out there, you know. And so so they're, like, really milking that, too, a little bit. And it's just, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know what it was, man. It just, to me, it just worked. Yep. And, and then, it was cooking with gas the whole time. Yep. I just and then, of loved course,
1: it. they get to the end. They kind of uh, end up in a, uh, Faye and, and Everett end up in a field. And uh, then we get kind of our close encounters moment, kind of. You know, we the, the, uh, get to see the ships, and one of the ships takes off and connects with the bigger ship, and then uh, we are left with the impression, although not the actual footage, of our heroes getting zapped up into the big ship.
2: Okay. Now, the Good first thought. time I watched or them. Or fried. Or fried, oh, yeah, exactly. Because the, yeah. the first time I watched them, was I was like, going to take a poll. poll here to see what everybody thought because you know when i first watched that and they cut to that they cut you know they go into the town and the vault is like everybody else in town is at the ball game so it's basically just those two running around and a few strays okay and everybody comes out and it's like this there's like evidence that you know something strange happened eventually they're going to figure out that that everett faye and i think her little sister is that right yeah little baby that she winds up grabbing in one of her panic attacks uh, it cuts back. It cuts cuts back to the field, and you see the tape recorder, but it's like lying in a pile of burnt dust. And my first reaction is like, "Those fuckers disintegrated them," you know. And I got yeah. really
1: mad. Yeah.
2: And uh, <laughs> and and then, but then, like the second time I watched it, it's like, okay, the tape recorder is still intact. If they had, if they disintegrated them, maybe the tape recorder would have been vaporized too. I don't know. So it's either, you know, they did a Richard Dreyfuss and they've been abducted and they're gone or they got disintegrated. And again, it's it's sort of up to like, I think it's up to your own interpretation.
1: Here, here, was, really, my re- here was my reading. My reading okay. was this movie could have got, gotten mean at a couple different junctures. Right. It had the the um, intensity and how do I want to say it, it, it was turning the screws pretty good. And it could have gotten mean to its characters and to the audience, and it never did. And because of the the spirit throughout the whole thing, even though it was very well well made and very intense, I don't think they fried them. That that was my take. I don't know, Emmeline. What did, did you did you think they were fried, or did you think they were alien? Frying
3: or them up seems a little intense for for, <laughs> for what they were building up to. Uh, you know, there was, there was wasn't any. Violence or like uh, uh, hints of that there would be, you know. Yeah, no one
1: else got disintegrated. Yeah, no no. one
3: else, nothing else. It was just in the atmosphere. That you know of. That I know of.
1: Yeah. Maybe that squirrel
2: was an alien. I I just thought it was kind of bittersweet because it seemed like, oh, Faye and Everett kind of finally got together there at the end. (laughs) And then they blew him up, you know, that kind of thing. So I got really (laughs) mad. Well, I said, yeah, on second viewing, it's like, yeah, I think they, I think they got, I think they got abducted or whatever, or, you know, and I, I also love, the heck, there was at, uh, the old lady at the house, too, the crazy cat lady, it's like, me take really, me with yeah. you, yeah, I want to, I want to see my son again, you know, and I thought that was just, just so many wonderful little moments, you know, and they were relatively like a whole cast of unknowns, too. Yeah, I didn't know anybody I think, in that thing. Yeah, because I think their like their big get was uh, the gal played Sadie. She'd been in a couple things, but everybody else,
1: which one is was like Sadie? I know,
2: and it's um, Faye. I'm sorry, oh, Faye, sure. not Sadie. Yeah, Sierra McCormick was the gal. That's I'm reading my terrible notes wrong, and so so yeah, like that was that was like the only one who had really any experience.
0: And uh, I feel like I recognize the little lady, but I can't say what.
2: Okay and
0: flow I I don't
1: know I'll
2: have to and I know uh, this is like uh, Andrew Patterson was like uh, the writer director and this was like his first film yeah can you believe that
1: you know it it was weird (laughs) in that it it was very assured and very good and and I had no complaints about the filmmaking but it still kind of seemed like a first movie because it seemed like somebody who had a really clear vision does that make sense you know, right. who hadn't been broken yeah. by the system yet and who's like, I'm going to make this pure thing that I've thought of and we're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to get it together and then well, got it done, which is amazing. I love that.
2: Yeah, I know. And he's like another one of those guys, too. And it's like you hear this a lot. You know, he he's, he's out of Oklahoma and he made, you know, he's like a commercial, made commercials, made shorts, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. And so, he, you know, he has some experience, you know, with the craft of, of filmmaking and everything, and I know it was shot in Texas. Shot in three weeks for seven hundred thousand dollars. Nice. And he and he spent a year editing it together. Huh. And I can believe that too.
1: Well, why do you and think so the editing just, took, took longer than the production? I mean, it usually does. But why do you think a year a year of ending it?
2: I think just just getting that flow, mm. you know, and you know, just like you know, you cut, you stay with the cut, you know. Do what do you what do you do? You know, and just, you know, just taking the time to get it right. I mean, you know, because if you, if you, if you blow it there, you know, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is going to go in the shittery. Yeah. And so, but. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, shot, shot somewhere in Texas. And yeah, it was set in New Mexico. I remember, I remember what that. Yeah, I
1: remember Man, but you're right. They got the town completely right. It's like, I wonder where you found that town,
2: you know? Yeah. Somewhere in Texas but uh, East Texas or, or, or West Texas, probably.
1: Yeah. So. And maybe there were some effects in there at some point to make it look a little less modern than it did because that looked like an old, right? You know, you know, but other than that, it was pretty good.
2: Yeah. I know. Cause, cause to me, it's like something like when that, when the camera is like zooming around, there's like, like some of it, it's like, it's like not quite making the uncanny valley. And so again, it's like, is this, is this digitized somehow? You know, I don't know you know, to make it, again, it's like, how the hell he did that tracking shot? You know, again, I don't know how he did it, but okay. that's worth the price is spin alone, you know, yeah, I think.
1: it really is. It really is,
2: so. Yeah. So Steph, or re- maybe, it was full, maybe it was a flying saucer. I don't know. <laughs> but uh,
1: So, Steph, you researched this a little bit and found it came out in 2019? Yeah, um,
0: I've gotten into the habit of when I'm watching new things or re-watching stuff, I like to IMDB at the beginning of it and check out the trivia is my favorite part of doing that and sometimes little tidbits of info like, uh, when it was made and the WOTW thing. Yeah,
1: that's, that's
0: um, nice. And I'm just like, oh, okay, it's just that kind of stuff where you want to go, hey, did you know?
1: Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> love <true>. doing that. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we'll, we'll end the discussion on it there, but we'll go around and, uh, uh, if you have any final thoughts, my thought is I would love to see five, four, five, six of these all from Paradox Theater. You know, I would love to see Paradox Theater uh, back on Amazon Prime. You know, I would watch that if, if uh, you put that together. I don't know what else he's going to cover, but or if he has an idea for a whole anthology series. But if so, man, crank those out. You know, once a year, I could I could get down on that. Yep. Same. Same. I'd totally watch them. Yep. Anything we missed? Any other thoughts about the movie?
2: I want to talk about how much I love that UFO at the end.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, this Just the just the concept of it, because, you know, if you look at, like, old photos of, like, UFOs from the 1950s, it totally is what, it's what it is, you know? And, uh, like, there, there wasn't, like, a lot of special effects. A lot of it was just, like, lighting, you know? And it's what, there's that one great line, it's, like, where they're – it's getting toward the end, and it's just Bay and Everett in the field. And he's like – Oh my God! They're they're here! They're really here! You know, and he's basically just looking into the trees because there's like a light behind the trees. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, man, are we really ever going to see anything? Yeah. I and was then, convinced we wouldn't. Sure be. enough. And yeah, and then sure enough, it's like, oh, there it is. And but then that's that's just a little baby one. And then you gotta go. He goes up to the really big one, and yep. it's like, oh shit! You
1: know, it's like, wow! And, and the really big one, they light it well. It's a good shot,
2: you know. Yep. <laughs> and so like yeah shout out to the special effects guys on that one you yeah. know and again it's like the budget the budget wasn't too big you know and so i just it's just yeah i just thought it was great good stuff so
1: well last thing Emmeline, do you think uh you think other people you know would enjoy this movie or do you think it's kind of uh do you think they would get complaints it's too slow it's too whatever
3: Uh, no, I thought it was dope. I think people (laughs) would like it. Um, it was, it's, uh, uh, you know, has, uh, just a original sci-fi feel to it. You know, nothing like when you think sci-fi, that's what you get. And so, uh, you know,
1: yeah. uh, One of the things I thought is that could almost be a play.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, you could do this other than the big, you know, the big shot at the end. You could do this on stage.
2: Yeah, it's very grounded in character. You know, this is a character story that just happens to be about a UFO abduction. You know, and that's so that's one of the reasons that I really liked about it. And so,
1: cool. Well, yeah, we recommend everyone check out the Vast of Night. Hey, I got it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, and like one <laughs> last, yeah, <laughs> like one last point on that too. And it's like we're gushing about it, and that's it's one of those things too. And it's like if, if something comes to me like this, highly recommended. You know your expectations kind of go through the roof, and then and that's always expectations be a bitch, seldom satisfied. You know that's that's one of my key phrases ever since I started doing this millions of years ago, and so it's just one of these things. You know, just keep it in perspective, and you know take it for what it is because it's really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you told me this was under a million dollar movie, you know it. it, I don't know. I thought I thought it paid off in all the ways it's supposed to pay off.
2: Yeah, that way. Yeah, because I think I watched it. I posted it on Facebook, and then you watched it. And, like instantly, messaged me as we watched it. This is great, and it's like, yeah, let's podcast about it. Yeah, let's get Steph to watch it, and then here we are. So, <laughs> and, uh,
1: well, and Steph, were you jazzed about watching it, or? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, I better watch this soon because they're gonna want to talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know, I was like, well, I think it was the same day you told me to. I I waited till after work, and then I yeah. I watched it really quick.
2: Oh, well, I freely really admit, in. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you're probably a little leery on some of the recommendations I give you, so,
1: uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I, I trust you, yeah, I a point. to you know, I was, uh, we didn't outdoor a movie night the other night, and, uh, socially distanced outdoor movie night, and Chad recommended uh, San Andreas with The Rock. And I was not all that jazzed about it, but I'm like, you know, Chad wouldn't lead us too far astray. And you were right. That was a banger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the line at the end? I just love it. <laughs> Essentially, that movie is just, is just The Rock punching an earthquake. I love it. I just love that movie.
1: <laughs> all right. So that's, uh, that's our talk on The Vast of Night. We're going to come back after the guitar noise with a few recommendations.
3: You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your earholes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
1: All right, we're back from the guitar noise, and we're going to go around and do a a quick bit of recommendation, talk about what we're uh, watching, reading, listening to, paying attention to this uh, two-week period. Who wants to go first? Steph? I'm it. All right. <laughs> Your little square lit up green, so you're going first. But I said not it. Uh, <laughs> fine, I'll go first. All right. um, you go first. All right. I, was, there were, I want to recommend two podcasts, and they're both just uh, uh, great stories. One of them is, and they're both on Spotify, which is weird, because Spotify is, like, making a big bid right now to get into podcasts. So one of them is called Boom and Bust, and it's about HQ trivia. Uh, Steph, this might be really up your wheelhouse, because I know you were a hardcore <laughs> HQ trivia person for a while, right? And I was, yeah. It's about the development of it, about the good times, and then about how it fell off a cliff and why it fell off a cliff and uh, all the things surrounding it. Turns out one of, the, uh, one of the founders was kind of a creep, but the thing that they hit that I think was really profound is that People went. Uh, people logged onto HQ, did it for a while, and then after a while, they just stopped doing it. And and that's that's okay, unless you are in the tech world where you have to be the next, you know, the next godlike entity. You need to be the. You need to have a huge idea. Like I need to be the the way the internet is organized. I need to be, you know, the way they phrased it is like I'm not a, a way to connect with classmates. I'm the way you connect with everybody. You know, it's like, that's the thinking in Silicon Valley. Yeah. You can't just be a small thing. You need to be a big thing. And here's a small thing. That was fun, but what do you do with it? You know, it's not going to be the next NBC, so it's not going to succeed in the tech world. And it was kind of a tragic story, but you, you'd like it, Steph, because they interviewed Scott, my, Scott Rogowski a bunch. And, yeah, it was cool. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: See, I lost interest when they let Scott go. Yeah. Um, and
1: the way he left was kind of But, sad.
0: you know, I won a few times, but my... My brother-in-law and my sister played constantly every single night and every afternoon. When they did any game, they did it. And (laughs) the only reason they were doing it, other than it was fun, but it was also so that they could win enough money for Matt to buy a a lobster roll. (laughs) Because that's about the extent (laughs) of the money you accumulate. And lobster roll goes for about, I don't know, $12, $13. Oh, that's awesome. And they did it.
1: I, I No, he never made it because it oh. an ice cube then stopped. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason it stopped... <laughs> I, I think is, I uh,
0: won a total of like $5 and something.
1: Yeah, I won it once. And yeah, it was... I, yeah, I it's I, quite I, a high though. You're like, oh my God, I won Yeah. But yeah, there, 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 there's a <laughs> whole bit on the, uh, on the infamous game they played on New Year's Eve where they had 2.7 million people there and it didn't work. And you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, they keep it from But the other podcast is called Wind of Change. Have I recommended this yet? Did I recommend this last time? It's Don't think the, so, man. the podcast about how the CIA probably wrote the Scorpion song Winds of Change oh i think you did i'm yeah, sorry I have, either Maybe. way they're, they're both on spotify and they're both really good if i've recommended it before man listen to it because it's a great podcast because no one in the cia of course or no one before no one this interviewer talks to will admit yes this happened so his the reporter's uh tack then is to go around and talk to people who have said yes stuff like this happened and so he's got, like, six angles pointing at this thing that no one will verify. But it's like, yeah, it totally happened. It totally happened. The CIA wrote Wind of Change for the Scorpions, and it was a song that changed the world. And it's insane. It's the best podcast. It's because, oh, my God, yes, they did this. You know, and it's fun.
2: I I think we talked about this at the movie night, so I, I don't think you recommended it yet. Okay, anyway, Wind
1: of Change. It's a fantastic yep. podcast from... Uh, uh, I think it's from Crooked Media, but man, is it is it uh, illuminating as to the type of stuff our spies do, because man,
2: they do a lot okay. of fun stuff. So anyway,
1: all right, those are my two recommendations. Chad, what do you got?
2: Uh, I got a movie, a doc, and a book. Um, uh, the first movie is, I had never even heard of this movie until I watched Lords of Flatbush, and it kind of came up and said, like, since you watch this, you would like to watch this. And it's called Number One. And it's okay. this uh, really bizarre Charlton Heston vehicle from '69, okay. where he plays an over-the-hill uh, quarterback for the NFL, and um, it's really and the full cooperation of the NFL and NFL Films too. So you like the football footage is like really good, and uh, they're inserting Heston in, but. It's like Heston. It's somewhat someone amazingly enough. He does not come off as a quarterback at all. He looks like a doofus out there. <laughs> but uh, and it's it's sort of a a feature a, a feature like temper tantrum and midlife crisis of this guy trying to figure out what he's going to do after football. Oh, fuck. And uh, uh, but it's just it's kind of a a, a a bizarre time capsule of like what the major studios were trying to do to stay relevant. In the era when you know, like Easy Rider was coming in, you know, so they're trying to be a little more adult, you know, because like I mean, it's funny. Like Charlton Heston, it's like I don't buy him as a quarterback, but it's a lot of fun to watch him. You know, like he's getting sacked and he's at the bottom of the pile and they're making fun of him, and he's like, "Screw off," you know, yeah. or uh, "Let's put those, let's put those mothers to bed," you know, that kind uh, of thing. And so, so that's just funny. So, so I sort of recommend that one, and then uh, I watched a really. Yeah, I watched a really good doc called "Memory: The Origin of Alien," which gets to the uh, to the like the the mythological nightmare fuel that kind of helped inspire the film Alien. Oh, you know, and uh, it's, it was really good. I really recommend it. But like, I have one major beef with this this documentary because it made no bones, you know, Dan O'Bannon. Multi-original yeah. screenplay for right. that. Dan O'Bannon did yeah, have stomach
1: cancer and that, that little tidbit is one of my favorite tidbits of all time that he had stomach cancer and created a thing that punches up through yep. your stomach. Anyway, go ahead.
2: But the thing is, it's like they they fully acknowledge that, you know, even he admits it's like I didn't rip off one thing, I ripped off everything. Oh yeah. When it comes to the story. Bannon and was it kind super of does like it. That.
1: Go ahead. Bannon was super clear about that.
2: Yeah, and it's like, so it goes, they go on like a deep dive talking about uh, this old weird science comic book called Seeds of Jupiter by Bill Gaines where some guy on an aircraft carrier accidentally swallows a a seed from outer space and they try to operate on him and this alien bursts out of his gut and, you know, and turns into a giant monster and takes over the world. And uh, it also talks about Lovecraft and everything. But it just, it makes a blink-and-you'll-miss-it reference to... uh, uh, a guy named, an author named A.E. Van Vogt. This guy's one of my favorite authors of all time. Okay. And he wrote, uh, this is a recordation, if you've never read the book, uh, first came out, actually it was like four novellas that were in magazines, and they collected it under a book called The Voyage of the Space Beagle, It was later released as Mission Interplanetary. And this guy does not get enough credit for the thumbprint that he's put on science fiction in all media for like the last 70 years. Because if you read these books, it's like the Space Beagle, it's basically Star Trek. It's these engineers and scientists going through space and exploring. And on one adventure, uh, the Black Destroyer, they find this alien on the planet. They take it on board. It goes berserk, starting to suck the potassium out of everybody. In the end, they got to blow it out of the airlock. In another one, Discord and Starlet, they find another insect-like alien. It also goes on a rampage, disappears into the ship, keeps kidnapping a... Uh, 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 astronauts, they find them, they've all been impregnated with parasitic eggs, and in the end they blow them out of the airlock. Does this all sound familiar to anybody? Yes. Oh, yes! And so, and then, and another story, they're being chased by this giant space cloud that devours universes, so they basically leave it on a wild goose chase until, you know, it starves itself to death. And, blow and it out so, it's airlock. like, right, and the thing is, you know, back in you know, the 70s when Alien was coming out, this guy was still around, and he bought suit against 20th Century Fox. Yeah. And they settled out of court because, <clears throat> you know, several films like Hit the Terror from Beyond Space, all that is, right, is based, based killing, on the yeah. uh, or, Right, or basically, you know, um, inspired by this guy's writing. But it's like nobody knows who this guy is. And a lot of that is, is like his own doing because he sort of got hooked up with like L. Ron Hubbard uh, back in his Egg phase. But when he like went full Scientology, the guy was like, nope, I'm out. You know, and so... And so, like nobody, you know, if you if you get into it, like you know, Harlan Ellison w- loves the guy, you know, and uh, Phil K. Dick, you know, is like this guy is 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 his inspiration. What's the guy? It's like more. It's A. E. Van Vogt. V O G T huh. is his last name. And like I said, he's one of my favorites. I love reading this guy. It's just he sort of bridges the gap between the kind of the more uh, like G. Wiz sci fi. And then, like the post Campbell stuff, you know, was, like more grounded in science. And he sort of bridges the gap in between. And that was another reason why people kind of turned his noses up bad a little bit. But I just, I think his stuff is great. And again, if you read it, it's like, my God, this guy's been ripped off so many times. <laughs> you know, he just, he never gets any credit for it. And that's, and I don't think that's fair. And I think that should be rectified. So I highly recommend it. It's like, it's, if you find it, it's either Mission Under Planetary or Voyage of the Space Beagle. Rate them, you won't regret it. You know so, that, Those are my recs.
1: That bit right there could have been a whole podcast. You know, I was oh, sorry. No, it's cool. I would love to. Yeah. Love to hear you talk about that like longer, like the, the oh. seeds of Alien. You know, because yeah. shock, shock value has a whole bunch of chapters yeah. on it, and it's like that's yeah. where I get a lot of my info from. Yeah.
2: Like, like, geez. Yeah, that's see that that was I was like that was my beef with the documentary. It's like you 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 go out of your way to you know talk about. Um, you know, Lovecraft, and uh, and, then right. you, and then you mentioned, you know, these old movies, Planet of the Vampires, is it the terror man of space? It's the queen of blood, and you cannot give this guy the time of day, and again, I don't know if that has to do with the lawsuit, you right. know, if they if they couldn't, you know, I don't know if they could or could, not but again,
1: it's well, and like, that's like this half guy, the, that's half the conversation for Alien, though, too, because you're still talking about, like, H.R. Giger and Judorowski and, you know, all the other, yep. all the other things that led to that movie, you
2: yep. know? Yep. yeah so yeah no i the documentary yeah don't get me wrong the documentary is great it's fascinating and you know it just like i said it just kind of gets it explains you know how they were able to get under your skin with that movie mm-hmm. and scare the hell out of people and it's yeah it works because again that's to me that's like that's one of the greatest horror films of all time that just happens to take place on a spaceship you know yeah. that kind of thing yeah
1: i think you're right cool all right steph what is what's your recommendation
0: um, does Emmeline have any she can yeah, take we, my place?
1: Okay. Right. Do you want to take you want to take Steph's place? All I've right. just I've just been sticking with comfort stuff during this quarantine, so I haven't really watched much new stuff. Real quick, what what comfort stuff have you been doing? Well, I'm still making my way through Buffy from the last time we
0: recorded. That's <laughs> cool. know, I'm on the last season,
1: and then there are seven seasons, and then of I'm going
0: to go through Angel. Seven seasons of Buffy and five seasons of Angel, and then. Seasons. And then I don't know where I'm gonna
1: go from there. <laughs> I have no doubt you will find Oh that. yeah,
0: I'm suppo- I Shannon made me watch Avatar The Last Airbender and I enjoyed it. Now she wants me to watch Korra, so
1: that might be happening. Alright, cool. Cool. Alright, Emily, what do you got? What's your recommendation?
3: Um, uh I don't know if you you mentioned this before, but uh we've been watching Will We Do in the Shadows, the T V show.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> With Batberry and a bunch of other people, and it's very, very
1: funny. Matt? Yeah, <laughs> we watched Moon, the um, the Sam Rockwell movie that uh, David Bowie's kid made in two thousand nine. Matt Berry's in that.
3: Yeah, he is very briefly. Is he
1: really? Yeah, he's he's <laughs> one of the corporate stooges. Yeah, for for like two
3: scenes, and he's there with Benedict Wong.
1: Yeah, him, him and Benedict Wong are the two bad guys in that movie. <laughs> All right. so what is it about what we do in the shadows that you like
3: um it's it's really uh original i guess um and uh it has very 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 funny moments you know we watched a episode that was probably my favorite episode of tv from the last couple years you know it was very very funny um and it, is that it, the one with uh, yeah mark yeah with mark hamill as a <laughs> vampire it was very funny and it's just, it's, um, I thought the movie was very, very funny, and then they made the TV show, and they kept to the, kept to the same humor as the movie has, and the characters are so funny, and I like all of them, and
1: it's just great. Yeah, we're gonna do a, a whole podcast on what we do in the shadows yeah, at some point, yeah. but, uh, man, yeah. when, when Matt Berry took the, took the toothpick out of his mouth, <laughs> and Mark Hamill went, oh! Jackie yeah. yeah. Daytona! Jackie
3: Daytona, yeah
1: jackie daytona yeah.
3: with his uh human disguise <laughs>
1: his human disguise excellent yeah. cool all right and then uh, anything else are we good
3: get... uh that's all i got
1: cool all right so that's going to do it for this uh this week again if you if you want to talk about the vast of night i got it or or anything else <laughs> we have coming up uh we, we would love to hear from you we will be back in a couple of weeks with a new podcast so thank you for listening been listening to the atomic weight of cheese where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema you can visit our website at theatomicweightofcheese.com, follow us on twitter at a w o c podcast see us on facebook at facebook.com atomic weight of cheese or shoot us an email at atomic weight of cheese at gmail.com we love your feedback